listen to Mark and Neanderthal when you get to work with the free KSLX app. Sounds good and loud. 100.7 KSLX. As we uh, cruise through July 19th of 2019, tomorrow is the 50th anniversary of the the legendary first walk on the moon. Faked the whole thing, didn't they? <laughs> they, they, got, yeah. they got us good on that yeah, one. They really that was the did. First one. Now I feel sorry for you if you if you believe that and you can't. That would you, be, can't you can't at least look back and appreciate what that was. Moon landing, deep fake nine. Exactly. That's what that was. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I I still feel sorry for Michael Collins. He's the third guy. He's still alive now. Neil Armstrong passed away some years ago, but Buzz Aldrin and Michael Collins are both alive, and they'll be at the festivities tomorrow. But Michael Collins didn't get to walk on the moon. Yeah. Neil Armstrong hopped out first. Buzz Aldrin followed him. Michael Collins didn't. So close. I know. So close. That's got to be like... It's got to be like if you've ever been on one of those merry-go-rounds that actually has the brass ring and you yeah. and your finger hits you it. Hit it you hit it, but you didn't grab but it. But it couldn't come out. Yeah. I mean, you're oh. that you're that close. And it's got to be the most frustrating thing ever. And then after that, 10 other guys got to walk on I the moon. Know. So it's 12 total. He he went to the moon, but he didn't he didn't get on it. He he didn't he didn't walk on he it. He went so that's, through all that's frustrating, of the, but 12 guys total, but not him. He went through all of the training. Uh, the vertigo, all that stuff. They put him in the yeah. egg, the egg scrambler. So he got the, you know, went through all that mm. stuff. Uh, you know, soiled himself multiple times in his spacesuit, <laughs> and didn't get. I mean, all of that get, didn't get anything. The other guys at least got a rest stop. Yeah, yeah no, I it, yeah, twelve guys up there. That's he, a football team, is what that is. Yeah, no, so, I, I, no, actually, it's a basketball team, right? You got five starters and then seven reserves. Uh, well, yeah, but you got you've got eleven starters and then the punter, so that's twelve. <laughs> the quarterback comes off, the punter comes on. Okay, yeah, all right. That's but the, you know the problem is though when the punter hits the ball and when he kicks, right? Uh, it never comes down. Well, you'd never outkick your coverage. Th- yeah, it's true <laughs> because they only, the, the coverage team would be able to get downfield very, very swiftly. Here you go, science nerds. The gravity on the on the moon is only one sixth that of the Earth. That's a gravity joke yeah, for you. Right now, all- physicists are like, yeah, all crazy to think about. Brilliantly funny. Still marveling over the self-restraint of one Michael Collins. Well, one of the first, you know, the three astronauts who did the first moon mission 50 years ago tomorrow. Let's let me. I'm going to I'm going to get Michael Collins back on this deal, though, for a second. Though, How many people have walked on the moon? Twelve altogether. And we remember three names. There's uh, Buzz Aldrin, Neil Armstrong, obviously. Right, yeah, those the are the names one. we remember. And then and Michael Collins is the guy who didn't get to walk on the moon. Yeah. Alan Shepard also walked on the moon. He was okay. the first man in space, too. So that's a name I know. Yeah. OK. All right. But but. Okay, so now we're down to we're up four. <laughs> we four missed, out of twelve. Well, who's who's the other guy that you're thinking of? Uh, that who walked on the moon? Uh, I don't. I don't. I'm, um, Michael Jackson? No, no. You, well, you said we we remember three. No, we remember. Yeah, we remember. Th- well, well, not three. Just three. We remember three guys that were there. Michael Collins. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah we remember Michael Collins as the guy who doesn't walk. We remember three names that were involved in the moon project. See, I don't think people even remember Michael Collins because no. you don't hear about him. What's self-restraint? I mean, he could have just jumped out of the capsule and been like, boom, here I am I'm on the surface. Yeah, I, it, it would have been cool. You know, he jumps out there and, and Buzz and Neil are like, hey, you're not supposed to be here. <laughs> and, then the, and then the chase ensues. And they, yeah. they start running around. It looks like a Benny Hill skit. They're, yeah, Mike, they're trying to chase him back onto the capsule. Michael Collins doing it's easier to get forgiveness than permission. <laughs> yes, exactly. He goes over, just goes over to, to Buzz Aldrin and taps him on the head like the old man. <laughs> And then just scurries away. Uh, that would be great. Yeah. yeah. No, that's Our, that is admirable. Admirable self. What he, what he should have done is what he should have done. 
Michael Collins never even got to the moon. He remained in orbit while they were on the moon. He wouldn't have been able to climb out and get on the moon. Oh. He would have climbed out and been in space. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I think you're right about that. He stayed in orbit. It's still not fair. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't be tempted to just go ahead and take it on down and land it? I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, you're that close. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Oh, he's got a great point. Well, on second I, thought, then that would be one giant leap for mankind. That would. It would Actually, be one giant. I mean, yeah, he'd yep. be like, he'd be like, Neil, step away. Hold my beer. Yeah. Hold my tang. Watch this. <laughs> About to jump out here. No, so close. Uh, still, even if he's in orbit, that's still so close. And it's like, you, you know the whole way that you're getting there, that you're not supposed to go on the surface. And yet, when you get there, you got to be tempted to do it. See, Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin are like uh, uh, John and Robert F. Kennedy. And Michael Collins is the guy who just made out with Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> he was so close. So close. So close. Didn't you even try for second base? What's wrong with you? I mean, she might slap you in the face, but gravity is one-sixth of what it is on the earth, so it would only sting a little bit. We're just admiring the third astronaut. Everybody knows the name Neil Armstrong. Everybody knows the name Buzz Aldrin. But Michael Collins, not a lot of people know that name. No, no. I mean, I, I'll be honest with you. I actually had to look it up when we were talking about this because I know that I mean, everybody goes, yeah, oh, you know, Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin. This is the big, this is the anniversary, the 50th anniversary of the big moon landing and stuff like that. Everybody goes, well, you know, there was another guy. Yeah. I'm like, there was? Yeah. He was just circling. Because everybody's circling think, the moon. Everybody thinks that they just sort of went up there on on the the moon capsule, launched from from was it Cape Canaveral? Is that what they? Yeah. Probably, yeah. Yeah, all right. So they launched from Cape Canaveral. They fly up to the moon. They land the thing like a helicopter, which they didn't do, by the way. It went horizontally and landed. It sort mm. of skidded to a to a close. The the idea that the moon lander just sort of dropped down like a like yeah, the a, judges gave them a seven point four. Yeah, they did yeah. not stick the landing. Yeah, exactly. But they did that. So they got that thing down there, and then they were able to like everybody thinks. Well, those guys just left the ship. By the way, door open, air conditioning, letting it all out and everything. <laughs> and then hopped around on the moon for a while, dropped an apple, dropped a feather, get back on the thing, and, and came home. Yeah. There was a lot it, of it stuff that went on. It didn't yeah. work that way. Yeah. There was a whole bunch of stuff. Good. Hey, I just wanted to make a comment. So I think Michael Collins didn't get out because he had to hold the fort down. You know, he didn't he didn't want anybody coming aboard and trying to take his the aircraft while they were out. You know, those are extraterrestrials. You got to be careful. <laughs> you know, especially if he left the thing running. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's exactly what I was thinking. You know, if he hops out, somebody hops on, and then they're stuck on the moon. So yeah, I mean, I mean, if look, if it can happen at Sky Harbor Airport, it can happen on the moon. Yeah, an ounce of prevention. That's exactly. Yeah, yes, sir. That's what I was thinking. So I yep. just wanted to throw that out there. Well, that was smart. He was security conscious. Well played. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, t- take care, guys. Happy Friday. It's a good point. Yeah, if somebody steals the vehicle, you can't just call an Uber. Do you think You're stay stuck? Do you think that uh, farmers insurance would take care of that? <laughs> Moon hijack. Yeah, we've seen it. We covered it. <laughs> That's right. We've seen a lot, so we can do a lot, or yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. Now, Michael Collins, he he was that third guy. He 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 didn't get to go. Oh no! Walking on the moon. Oh boy! No, here he it comes. Didn't. Michael Collins watched Neil Armstrong walking on the moon, but he was not invited to come along. Walking on the moon Buzz Aldrin always talk about Walking on the moon But Michael Collins, he got left out Walking on the moon Poor guy Neil and Buzz, they become big shots Walking on the moon 
But Michael Collins, he get forgot. Not got, yeah. He no go walking, walking on yep. the moon. Yeah, I like that. We have Your, your reggae is amazing. <laughs> we have the moon landing, <laughs> moon landing block party weekend. Uh, starts at 3 o'clock today. You can win moon landing KSLX t-shirts and copies of Dark Side of the Moon all weekend long at KSLX. With Mark and Annapol, the last time I felt this good was Wednesday, July third. Because we were we were about to go on vacation. Yeah, I was. Uh, I don't know. I don't know that I was awake at this time uh, seven days ago. I was. Uh, right, I don't know I was, what I was doing. Yeah, I was. Well, you were getting ready for your vacation. Which, That's right. I was way, still home. Yeah, you have spent uh, an enormous amount of time this week uh, regaling us with tales of your vacation. You had, had a great you have, time. We you have great... one more that you can maybe give us or something like that. Uh, I guess so we can close this thing you out. Know, and... You know what? Now that you ask, there's one thing, and I, I this was so strange. It okay. was one of the oddest things that happened. All right. Okay, it's the story of Steve and Rochelle. And Steve and Rochelle are who? Here's what happened. We All fly right. into Seattle because Seattle's where the crews left from. Thank you. We fly into Seattle. We walk through the airport, and you go to a part where everybody's lined up to have your credentials checked again. So you get on the shuttle bus to go to the docks to get on the boat. Right. There's a couple behind us, basically the same age as we are, and we start talking to them. We really hit it off. Their names are Steve and Rochelle. Mm -hmm. We get on the bus with them, the shuttle bus. It's about a 25-minute ride. We talk the whole way, have a great time. We get off the bus, we get onto the boat, and we go our separate ways. Okay. Less than an hour later, we see them walking through the buffet line, and I said to my wife, I said, oh, let's go say hi. And she goes, yeah, don't say hi yet. We just saw them. You know, it's going to be like we're stalking them or something. Right, right. Well, like, how, yeah, how much time had passed? Like an hour, hour okay. and a half. Right. So, that night, we see them as we're walking through the casino on the ship. We All stop, right. we talk for about 20 minutes, have a great time. We go our separate ways. The next day is Sunday. We saw them like twice that day. Oh, cool. Um, we, you know, we were in the exercise room. Now, how many Steve people are on the ship? In. Two or 3,000. All right, and you keep running into these same people. The same people, Steve right. and Rochelle. All right, they must have had a cabin near yours or something like that. Uh, they, we were on the 12th floor. We found out they were on the 15th. Okay. And so maybe not. So we see them on Sunday. I saw him in the exercise room. We saw them later on. On Monday, we see them in the buffet line. We see them and we talk to them. We see them another time. We BS for a minute. Then Monday night, we see them. You know, everybody's been partying a little bit. We see them. We talk to him for about 10 minutes. And he goes, hey, why don't we have a drink? And I said, that's a great idea. You know, want to do it tomorrow night? Because we've each been, you know, partying a little bit. And he goes, is it wrong that swingers immediately just popped in the top of my head that Stephen <laughs> Rochelle were looking for a little amorous hookup? I don't know what was. It, they were cool as hell. Right. And we, we got, you know, you hit it off right away. And, I, and he goes, he goes, great idea. How about tomorrow night? Tuesday night, 630. We'll meet at this bar right here. There's a bar right there. He points to it. Okay. And I said, great idea. He goes, we're having dinner at 7.30 tomorrow night. We have reservations, so we'll have a drink at 6.30. Rochelle and I will go to dinner. It'll be, it'll be fun. We'll just, you know, you guys go to dinner yourselves, and but we'll just meet up for that drink at 6.30. Fantastic. Okay. The next day is Tuesday. At about 5.15, my wife and I are in the observation lounge, and I say, hey, why don't we go get ready to, to go out tonight and meet Steve and Rochelle? And she's got good idea. We're walking out of this one lounge that we're in. And who do we run into? Stephen Rochelle. And he goes, hey, we're still on for that drink, right? And I said, absolutely. We'll meet you in an hour. We'll, we'll see you at 630. He goes, great. We go our way. We get ready. We go to the bar. We're there at 630. No Stephen Rochelle. 635. No Stephen Rochelle. 640. No Stephen Rochelle. 645. 650. How long six, did you wait? How long are you willing to wait for something like that? We were there at about 655. And we were like... 
all right, they're not showing up. And I don't know what happened, but that was Tuesday. We were then on the boat for Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and a good chunk of Saturday. We never once saw them again. Ghosts. That's weird, isn't it? Wow, that, but they didn't exist. <laughs> we were saying that to each other. We were thinking, what did we do to offend them? Did they fall asleep? Did one of them get sick and they just stayed in their cabin the rest of the time? Did they fall overboard? What happened? Or did they never really exist at all? It's just one of those strange things. Do you, now, where, do, where were they from? Uh, Denver. I even know kind of what what fields they were in. Well, yeah, I'm sure you you make some small talk with them stuff. I unless these people, unless these people, there's one of two possible uh, scenarios. Well, there are multiple scenarios, but the two first two that came to mind is uh, they don't exist. They were ghosts, <laughs> and they right? were or they were lost at sea years ago. <laughs> you know, like the ghost they of Mrs. The Muir. Ship. They haunt the they ship. Haunt the ship. They haunt the ship. That is so I, weird. It, it's weird. Maybe I'll maybe I'll Facebook post or something and and try and track them down. I just want to see that they were okay. And we did have a great time with them, and I, I would have liked to have more good times with them, but it didn't happen. What if, what if Steve and Rochelle were actually having an affair, and they were surreptitiously meeting up on a, on a boat, and they realized, hey, there are these two people that can identify us. Maybe they got cold feet about Yeah, maybe, maybe they just uh, locked I, themselves in the cabin. I don't know, yeah. A million scenarios could have happened. Yeah, I just very, anyway. very weird, yeah. yeah. Heading back to a PetSmart location for our second time tomorrow. Another Mark and Neanderthal cause for pause events with Fulton Homes and PetSmart. It's the one in Tempe, Elliott Road between Hardy and Priest. So we'll see you there from 11 to 1. That's where we hand out the dog booties to protect your doggy's paws. Right, because, and I'm not, I don't want to besmirch your behavior, but anybody that would walk their dogs at this time of day or after this time of day when the ground again would be a candidate for the Mark and Neanderthal dumbass of the day. Maybe so. It's, it's just cruel. It's not, a, it's, look, if it's too hot for your feet, it's too hot for their feet. It is time to award that, the dumb Mass of the day sponsored by Ride Now Power Sports. Okay, their online location is ridenow.com. All righty, then. Now, you may have already seen this one. Uh, I believe we actually posted it earlier in the week, but it's just it's so delightful. Okay, uh, this happened in Barcelona, Spain earlier in the week, right? And the story started coming out, I think, on Tuesday. But a plane landed in Barcelona from Colombia. Okay, now. What do we all think of when we think of Colombia? It's highly addictive. Sofia Vergara. No. Shakira. No. 12 CDs or tapes for a penny. You know, that's Columbia House. Okay. And, and those are all excellent guesses. All right. But not correct in this situation. This stuff is the pale white stuff. Cocaine oh. is what I'm talking about. Cocaina. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And uh, the, there was a guy on this plane that was landing from Colombia in Barcelona. He was trying to smuggle some cocaine in. About 27,000 euros worth of cocaine, which is about 30 grand in okay. dollars. All right. Yeah. All right. Um, thank, thank you for doing the exchange rate Not there. a problem. This story would have been incomplete without that. There is a fee for the exchange rate, though. Okay, then. Um, this is not like yesterday's dumbass. This is not a, a, a rectal hiding situation. Well, we've already, you know what? It's not rectal Friday. So. <laughs> no, it's not. No, we're doing a different promotion today. He tried to smuggle the cocaine underneath his toupee. Okay, so $30,000 worth of cocaine is is approximately... How, would that be like the size of a loaf of bread? It's like a brick. Yeah, it's it, it, it was an oversized toupee. It sat very high on his head with the cocaine underneath. This we call is, that the Chris Cuomo. Yeah, well, this is literally the definition of numbskull. Right, right there. Yes. He has the cocaine on his head maybe it, they, and the hairpiece over it. Maybe you would hope that the TSA down there in Barcelona, Spain would think that it was just... 
extensive dandruff. Right. This guy, he's a mixture of Mo Howard and Scarface, this guy. Yes. That's what the wig looked like. Uh, we don't have the name of this toupee slash wig wearing man. It, of course. It wasn't Nicolas Cage. It wasn't John Travolta. It wasn't even Paul Stanley from Kiss. <laughs> and it certainly wasn't William Shatner because he has a good hair guy. Yep. It's just the Mark and Neanderthal dumbass of the day. I think that's a beautiful story you just told. We've got to talk about California. This is ridiculous. Well, it was. I think it was Wednesday around this time we were talking about, you know, 007 becoming a woman. Right. Which, uh, you know, if she was 009, blah, we won't get into that. Yeah, no, we've already we we've covered the, that ground. We this have is something this even now. This, more ridiculous than this that. This is even more ridiculous. You say to yourself, well, that can't possibly get any more stupid, right? I mean, it's just a movie. It's fiction. It's not reality. We have reality that we live in. And in the reality that we live in, Berkeley, California has done the following. They have taken their city codes... And they are removing all the gender-specific language and making their city codes. So they have to redo everything to make their city codes gender-neutral. Berkeley leaders unanimously voted this week to replace about 40 gender-specific words in the city code with gender-neutral terms, an effort to be more inclusive. That's drawing both praise and scorn. Well, I think we'll cover the scorn part of give it. Us, give us some highlights, would right. you? Manpower. Like if you have to say, well, how much manpower will it take to the uh, will now become human effort or workforce? <laughs> All right. Uh, Masculine and feminine pronouns like she, her, he and him, apparently, according to the Berkeley Council, now will be replaced by they and them. This is the most ridiculous thing. Here's the quote I love. As society and our culture becomes more aware about issues of gender identity and gender expression, it's important that our laws reflect that women and non-binary people are just as deserving of accurate representation because manholes has been exclusive manholes has been keeping people down for the rest of their life oh my god a scourge upon society well you didn't you didn't give the new name manhole is now maintenance hole maintenance hole which by the way i get it it's a maintenance hole but it's a man who cares listen think about it a manhole you can't say a manhole has been oppressing you and keeping you down because you've literally been walking over it your whole life right and it's only walking on it it's only the cover to the most filthy vile stuff in the city you drive across manholes how many i think you drove across on your way to work today right here's another good one (laughs) nothing in the city of uh of berkeley california will be man-made anymore they're all going to be human Human made. made Nice. Human made. It, it, this is real. They're, they're actually. I, know, have, I wish. Yeah. I wish going to spend taxpayer money to redo all their all their codes and have to print everything yeah. and do everything online. When the changes take effect, all uh, city forms will be updated and lists with the old words and their replacements will be posted at public libraries and the council chambers. These cha- uh, changes will cost taxpayers six hundred dollars. <laughs> I guess each. Yeah, probably. It's not six, just six hundred bucks. Six hundred bucks each. Now check this out. Governor Gavin Newsom's wife, Jennifer Seibel Newsom, is now no longer going to be told that she is the first lady. Oh, she is the first partner. Oh, God. It's, you know what? Listen, Screw you, California. It, Seriously. Listen, everybody's got to have their rights. I have no problem the fact that, yeah, we, that the gender thing is now there are a few more gray areas. I got no problem with that. But we're not a gender neutral society. Anytime you're talking about something where gender is not the issue, but you use gendered terms, that immediately sends the message of exclusion. No, it doesn't. Even if it's a dialogue that has nothing to do with gender, (laughs) says the uh, head of the Linguistic Society of America. He also goes on to say that anything that dismantles inherent bias is a good thing socially in the grand scheme of things. Are you kidding me? A manhole is a bias? 
A man, man you know, hole covers are biased. I wish there was a watchman watching out for stuff like this, but watchmen are now called guards. Yeah, in the city of Berkeley, be- California. Yeah, no, this is this, this is, is real. A, as yeah, I wish I could tell you that uh, that we were making this up. I also wish I could tell you the sisters took it easy on Andy Dufresne. Listen to Mark and Neanderthal when you get Pretty to work. Sure they're illegal with the free KSLX app. One hundred point seven KSLX.